welcome to the Magmatic Security Squawk Box Podcast, a security-focused podcast for the businesses and users who use the Apple ecosystem to get things done. November 4th, 2012. Let's begin. Oracle's Java. Well, Oracle is now handling the Java update for 1.7.09. It's using a system preference pane that actually runs a Java applet for the Java control panel. One of the things that we've noticed is that the enable option in the Java control panel does not function properly. So you cannot disable Java with the control panel. You can only enable that particular environment if there are multiple versions there. So that checkbox does not appear to be working properly. To remove Java, if you have installed it from the Oracle-based install, you have to go to Library, Internet Plugins, Java Applet Plugin, Plugin, Contents Home Library, and Deploy. That's where the actual Java runtime is kept. You can remove the complete Java plugin from the Internet Plugins folder. Java is not included with Lion nor Mountain Lion, and we don't recommend using it unless you need it. Uh, there is a workaround that you can use the previous Java preference app from Apple. Again, some of the settings that are in there do not function properly, so we don't recommend that. What we do recommend is if you do need to use Java to make sure you are using the latest version and then to go through the security and advanced settings and make sure that you only allow for secure use of Java applets. That includes knowing who the publisher is by checking the certificate or signing. Don't allow users to override your settings and not to run applets that are untrusted. Of course, organizations that are developing their own applets, it's your internal responsibility to make sure you're signing them. This way you know what's running on your systems. Of course, Gatekeeper in Lion and Mountain Lion set to App Store or known developers or App Store only will not let Java applets or JAR files run if they are not signed properly. So Gatekeeper will give you a level of protection from any rogue Java applets in Lion or Mountain Lion. Gatekeeper. It's clear that Gatekeeper represents a another tool in the administrator users or developers toolbox to help secure Mac OS X from malicious applications or malware or viruses or rogueware from running. Gatekeeper has three settings, Mac App Store, Mac App Store and Identify Developers, and Anywhere. For the most part, for most businesses, keeping the setting at Mac App Store or Mac App Store and Identify Developers is probably the best bet. This really depends on what your business needs are. If you are developing any in-house apps or Java applets or JAR files, which is common in especially 
companies that might be hedge funds or Wall Street firms that are using uh, Mac OS X with, as a trading platform, you want to sign these and these custom apps or applets should be signed already by your organization. So you want to make sure that you are doing this. Of course, you can override the settings. Uh, there's two ways to do this. One is by hitting the option and open when you're opening the actual file. The other is by turning it to anywhere, opening the file, and then changing it to Mac Store only. The only thing with the changing these settings is once these settings are changed and the application is allowed to run, you cannot undo this without going to the command line. So my recommendation is for the average Mac user in a small Soho office or for a small design firm or a freelance creative, keeping it on Mac App Store and Mac App Store and identify developers is the safest setting. Setting it to anywhere basically disables the capability of the Mac to recognize, recognize developers. And I don't recommend this for anyone, even uh, within your IT department, uh, simply because if this setting is on production systems, I think that by lowering this defense, you're basically ta ma making it possible for rogue software to run in your production environment. And the cost of keeping it at Mac App Store, Mac App Store, and identified developers only for most businesses after having it deployed for several months is minimal. So we believe that the return on your security value by using Mac App Store only is enormous. And we have seen various reports of crimeware kits that are still being developed in Java that do t detect Mac OS X, but all of the samples that we have received, all of the samples that have been reported, do not run, will not execute, will not open with Mac App Store only, Mac App Store and identified developers. The reason that you might want to consider Mac App Store only is just because when Mac App Store only is set, this means that the user has to go into the Mac App Store to get and find the software that would be rogue. Whereas if it is including and identified developers, that software can run from a download that's not in the Mac uh, App Store. And of course, becoming a Mac or Apple developer is an easy process. So the safest setting is the Mac App Store. I think that for most users, uh, Gatekeeper is a excellent solution to protect your Mac. Hurricane Sandy. Well, hopefully your family and friends are all safe after Hurricane Sandy. Uh, one of the key lessons that you should take out of Sandy is backing up all your devices. Of course, backing up your Macs at home using Time Machine is a nice solution. For larger business customers, having a true backup program in place is critical and this also includes off-site storage uh, and redundancy in your critical systems. Understanding what those critical systems are and being able to support your employees in the terms of email and maybe some file sharing or access 
during an event such as Sandy. Most of our customers that I've worked with uh, were able to transition smoothly to and from their disaster recovery environment. Some, however, did lose some of their systems in the sense of you know, non-critical systems such as the web-facing web, uh, web uh, sites that you know, provide more in information instead of actual access for customers or business uh, functions beyond uh, information. Uh, in terms of your phone devices, I guess you've uh, probably at this point realized that it is important to back them up as well. And there are two backup options in iOS. The first, of course, is backing up to your Mac. So if you were to back up your iPhone to your Mac, I recommend one, in iTunes, making sure to encrypt that backup, and two, to use Time Machine uh, on that Mac that you're backing your iPhone up to. Also a handy feature is hard drives are so cheap that you can hook up a drive to your Mac or your, your Macs in your small studio or at your home and back up to your hard disk relatively cheaply. Take that disk and leave it with some a friend or a family member that you trust or if you have a safety deposit box which would be ideal put it in a safety deposit box at a bank that can uh, keep that uh, those those that data safe of course the other option on iOS devices is using iCloud and I recommend doing this as well just getting one or two copies of all your devices in a clean state into iCloud uh, Fortunately, the only damage from some of my customers that I deal with is really related to water damage. The devices were turned off. We were able to put some of them into a giant buckets of rice. We were able to save some. Some of them, unfortunately, the actual devices themselves were damaged beyond repair. But the data that was on them, we were able to restore from backups and to get the users of these devices uh, up and running uh, relatively quickly or at least uh, have a process to get them up and running uh, getting access to some of the iPhone 5's as replacements for some of our damaged iPhone 4S's uh, was a uh, is a difficult task and we haven't accomplished it for all our customers yet but almost you know almost every customer that we've encountered or work with over the last seven days has uh, been able to get access to all their files so we're very happy with the end results and this is basically attributed to a good disaster recovery and business continuity plan and of course backing up well that wraps up the podcast for the week of November 4th 2012 